Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Ghost of a Podcast. I have an important question from Trisha. Trisha says, I was wondering if you could help me decode a relationship I keep on coming back to. There seems to be a really deep connection, and there has been ever since we met. I'm wondering if it goes deeper than our experiences together. Essentially, I'm wondering if this might be a twin flame romance. Thank you for reading, and I love the podcast. And then Trisha tells me that her birth date is March 7th, 1990 at 11 a.m. in Brantford, Ontario. So I will look at your chart specifically in a moment, Trisha, and I will answer your question, but I should preface it all by saying that I get this question from people a lot. This question of, I have feelings for this person. It's not going smoothly. It's dramatic. We keep on breaking up and getting back together, or we broke up and we haven't yet gotten back together, but I'm getting this guidance that we will, or we should. I want to know if we're twin flames or I'm convinced that we're twin flames. How can I make it happen on this earthly plane? I get this question in a million forms frequently and I've kind of hesitated in answering it because I'll just be totally honest with you guys because that's what I do. I am totally honest with you. I don't believe in twin flames. Now, that's not technically exactly true. I believe that people have the experience of twin flames. I believe that I don't know what's true and real for everybody and that for some people, twin flames may be the most real thing in the world. And I don't want to negate that because I don't think we all experience life the same way. And I don't think we all have to have the same experience of truth. I am not the most romantic girl in town. I am not. I think that that should be abundantly clear. I am very happy in love and I, you know, have done my fair share of loving and losing and all of that. However, what I really believe is that we are here in this life in bodies and our bodies are here in time and this time exists here on earth. And these conditions, this earthly condition of being in a body, being trapped in time, (laughs) being located on earth is the human condition. Now, we did not come here as souls to live a spiritual condition. I believe that we are meant to have a healthy and rich spiritual life within the condition of the body, within the condition of this time and this earthly plane. And so what I often see when people are asking me about twin flames, what they're really saying, and I get asked, like I said, a lot about twin flames, what they're really saying is, In practical terms, we do not get along. We do not agree. We do not have the same goals. We are not on the same page, but I have really, really strong feelings. And because of the strength of my feelings, I believe that it should or will one day change. But here's the things, my friends. Here's the things. A, if you really love me and you want to be with me, if only I communicated differently, wanted what you wanted, and showed love in the way that you wanted me to, then do you really love me? Or do you love what you perceive to be my potential? And this is a really deep question, because if it doesn't work in real life, like if day-to-day stuff just doesn't work, if you're not compatible, then the soul union is not to be together. The soul union is to say, I love you and I need to let you go. What I think is really confusing for people is when you have to let someone go because things simply don't work and your heart doesn't let go. When your heart and your soul says, I love you, I choose you, I want you, 
most of us interpret that as, well, therefore it should be, right? And that's something we'll unpack a little bit further as I look at Trisha's chart. But I do want to say that for me, the concept of twin flames is really a tumultuous thing. And of all the people that have written in about it and all the people that have counseled about it, I've actually very, very rarely seen someone say, I have a twin flame connection with someone and I am accepting who they are and they are accepting who I am and we are compatible. That is not really what it seems like twin flames is. And I'll say this, within Trisha's question is the same question that that I always get asked about twin flame connections, which is even though we don't get along and we don't stay together, we keep on breaking up. And Trisha doesn't say why they keep breaking up, but even though all those things, I wonder if there's something deeper. And the kind of subtext to this is, if there is a twin flame connection, I'll keep on walking into a wall. If there is a soul connection, then I will not get my needs met because I feel potential or I feel love. And I think that's really not good form because when you love someone and their presence in your life does not help you to be a healthier, more embodied, happier, well-rounded person, then that love is not really serving you. If you love somebody, but you need them to change fundamental parts of themselves in order to make you happy, then you don't really love who they're choosing to be. Loving someone's potential is a risky business, my friends. It is a risky business because what you think is my potential is not necessarily what I think is my potential. If I had a penny for every time a woman came into my office and was like, well, he says he doesn't want kids, but I know he'd be a great dad. I would have a lot of dollars. If someone tells you who they are, you got to believe them. And if someone shows you who they are, man, you got to believe them. And when we are willing to disregard our own experience and disregard our own needs because we have such a strong feeling for someone, whether that feeling is emotional or spiritual, we're not really investing in a happy, healthy life. This brings me to look at your birth chart, Tricia. You have a stellium in Capricorn. You have Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, Mars, all in Capricorn. That's a lot of Capricorn. Um, Theoretically, that can make you quite pragmatic. However, the placement of this is a little bit tricky. You've got your Uranus-Neptune conjunction in the seventh house, which inclines you to idealize people and to make really strong sense-based impressions on people and decide about who and what they are to you and what their potential is. And because of Mars and Saturn not only being conjunct, but also in your eighth house, it is really hard for you to let someone go once you've let them in. When you let someone in, you've got, you know, like a nice steel trap door (laughs) that drops down. And it is hard for you to say, okay, well, I've done all this work and I'm going to walk away from the work. This in some ways makes you incredibly loyal and hardworking when it comes to all forms of relationship, platonic and romantic. And on the other hand, it can find you cutting off your nose to spite your face. In other words, you can find yourself in situations much like this one, I get the sense, where the evidence is in and it doesn't work and it's not good for you. But you're like, oh, but if I turn myself inside out, it can be good for me. If I try with a hat on, it'll be good for me. If I like burn down my house and run in the other direction, it'll be good for me. It's really tricky because that's really not how it works. It's not how it works. In addition, you have a moon-Venus opposition in your birth chart. 
Now, this moon Venus opposition means that you just love love and you love flattery and you love romance and all of those things, which in some ways is antithetical to all this Capricorn stuff, but it is your nature. And the thing that we know about humans, anyone who's actually been friends with a human, and as astrologers, we get to see really clearly is that we have contradictions in our nature. We have different parts of ourselves and they don't cancel each other out, even though if it was a story, it kind of would. In reality, we just have different parts of ourselves. So this particular part of yourself is going through a Uranus square. So Uranus is currently by transit squaring your Venus and moon. And what this means is you are changing, Trisha. You are changing. Your life experiences are happening to you abruptly and surprisingly. And they are meant to be changing how you relate to love, how you relate to romance, and how you take care of your heart and your needs. So this is a really unstable period of your life. And it has been for several months and it will be for the better part of 2019, quite unstable romantically. And the potential here is for you to cultivate non-attachment and to be really present. And if it works in the present, go with it. And if it doesn't work in the present, let it go. That is really tricky, you know, because your nature is to seek security, even when it's at the cost of your own happiness sometimes. Now, add to that, that you are going through something called Neptune conjunction to the sun. Now, you're a Pisces. And what this means is that having boundaries is not naturally very comfortable for you. So your nature is to be of service and to try to take care of people or to, you know, not have difficult conversations that sometimes need to be had simply because it's quite uncomfortable for you. And it can be confusing and hard to know what's the right thing to say or do in a situation. Neptune conjunct the sun is a transit that doesn't happen to everybody in their lifetime. And when it does happen, it lasts about two years and it's quite a big deal. And what is happening for you at this time is Neptune is conjunct your sun and you're in the buildup period of the Saturn return. And both of those things tell me the same thing, that you are learning how to have boundaries. That's the lesson now. It is inevitable because your Saturn is in the eighth house that you're going to have to let go of something or someone. And that something might be an attachment to particular outcomes. It might be a way of relating to yourself or to others. It might be a habit or an addiction. But because we're looking at and talking about this twin flames question, I will say that having healthy boundaries, being clear about what is healthy and doable for you and what isn't, if that costs you this love, if that costs you this relationship, then girl, it was a bad relationship. Then it wasn't meant for you. Because if you must sacrifice your own well-being, your needs, not your desires, you know, but your needs in order to be with someone, then that's not the one for you. My concern as I look at your birth chart is that that is what this relationship is requiring of you. Neptune conjunction to the sun is a period of your life where you can really learn how to have healthy boundaries in part by valuing your spirituality. Now, the downside of this transit is that it can incline you to kind of get involved with like guru figures or like, I'm going to deny all my needs and give you what you need instead. And that would be an error in judgment. You know, when I look at your chart, I do, I do have a little bit of a red flag that you may have a really hard time accepting that this is maybe not for you. And you might keep on walking into a wall for this person. 
I, of course, am encouraging you not to do that. I'm not being subtle about it, but I feel like I need to be really, really clear. And if this thing I'm saying that I'm not a huge fan of the Twin Flames doesn't resonate with you, I respect that. You know, you don't have to agree with me on this. We can agree on some things and disagree on others. That's cool. But if you are talking about soulmates or karmic connections or Twin Flames or any of this kind of stuff, just because you have a spiritual debt to pay does not mean that you are meant to pretend to learn the same lesson over and over again. Once you have walked into a wall and it hurt you, you don't have to keep on walking into a wall. You can be like, oh, look, walking into walls is painful. I am not going to walk into walls anymore. A lot of times people simply need to learn how to have healthy boundaries, walk away. They need to learn how to prioritize their own wellness over a dynamic. And if that costs you someone else, again, you're going to have to lose them sooner or later anyways. You might as well do it in the healthiest and quickest way possible because in this period, it doesn't get easier with time to let go of people. And in general, I think that's true for you anyways. So I really hope that this helps. And I will say one more thing. In this situation, you have left me your twin flame romances birth information, and I haven't pulled it up. And that is because she is not actually the relevant one here. What's important is you. And I don't mean like she is unimportant. Your choices are yours. And if you are doing, keeping your side of the road clean, if you are being healthy and embodied and present, then this relationship will inevitably either really work out or it'll fall away. And that'll be, that'll be your answer. That'll be your evidence. Unless somebody is in a really committed long-term relationship, I am generally quite hesitant to actually look at the other person's birth information because the answer is always in your chart. The lesson is always in your chart. Whatever I would see in her chart has nothing to do with you. You are you. You got to take care of your own side of the street. All right. I hope that you find love first with yourself, first with yourself. And my loves, stick around for the astrology section. My darlings, it's another week of astrology in your astrology corner of Ghosts of a Podcast. So last week, it felt kind of intense, felt kind of heavy. There was a lot going on personally and in the world around us. And you're probably noticing if you pay attention to the news that things are kind of getting real. <laughs> things are getting real. There's a lot of Capricorn energy. There's a lot of outer planet stuff going on. And the most important thing that I want to say about that is this is the absolute wrong time to turn away. This is the absolute wrong time to place money over humanity pragmatism over empathy. We must strive in our actions to maintain our humanity. It's just the most important thing. And I don't just say this because I'm a damn hippie, but I am a damn hippie. I say this just because I care about my soul. I care about your soul and I care about the collective soul. And there's really, I mean, history is a really clear guide. When we follow strong men, we do not do well. When we, when we use rationality over empathy and compassion for our fellow human, we do not do well. And if the larger system is failing, then it really challenges each of us as individuals to step up. So my hope for you, my friends, is that you step up. You don't have to become an activist that drops everything in order to you know fight for whatever cause you feel most called to, but you do need to do your part. So do your damn part. 
We're looking at the astrology of January 13th through the 19th, 2019 this week. And we start off on the 13th with a heavy transit. It's Mercury conjunct Saturn in Capricorn. Now, Mercury conjunction to Saturn is a transit that tends to bring up really depressive thoughts. It confronts us with the limitations and difficulties of what is real. Yeah, nobody likes that. Nobody, nobody likes that. This transit can, like I said, it can feel quite depressive. It can feel quite heavy. You might have to deal with some sort of interpersonal dynamic that feels stuck and also hopeless. Like there's nothing I can do. This generally is a period where we don't feel flexible, where we go into rigidity, where we go into all that stuff I was just mentioning about feeling like I can't take care of anyone but myself. I'm just going to do me. And there is a wisdom to that. It's only wise in a certain context. You cannot keep track of other people's integrity. You cannot keep track of other people's behavior. It's not your damn business to do so even. However, it is important that you act in concert with your own convictions and beliefs, that you keep your own side of the road clean. That you can do. So being less of a busybody and more personally responsible is the ideal use of this energy. It's also just common sense, good idea to do. So if you're dealing with people, whether they're, you know, trolls on the internet or your best friend or your grandparent, when you're dealing with people around the state, what's important to do is honor what is true for you instead of try to convince other people that it should be true for them. It's just not going to work. People are going to be stuck in their damn ways around the state. It's just what's likely to happen, my friends. So if you can make an effort to honor your truth, if you need to have conversations to just be really forthcoming and be really straightforward, but to not need to defend or convince, then you're going to have the least amount of problems here. Least amount of problems sometimes is the best possible outcome. Now, on this same date, we have an exact Jupiter square to Neptune. Now, Jupiter and Neptune are the two most idealistic planets in the zodiac. And so when they're kind of in conflict, we can have a crisis of faith. We can have a kind of insurgence of dogma. We can have to deal with propaganda that really touches us in a place that we're not super objective. The positive potential of this transit is an increased amount of empathy. The negative potential is idealism that, again, leads towards dogma. The key around this transit, around the 13th, is to look at what's happening in the world at large. Because I imagine that there's going to be something that happens that is going to really force people to take a stand and pick a side. And this is happening personally, but it's also happening globally, right? So this astrology that I go through week after week with you on the podcast, it's not talking about what's happening to your chart. It's what's happening in the world, not in the city you live in, not in the country you live in, but the damn world. And so given the tempo of what's been happening in 2018, and certainly as we've crossed into 2019, I imagine that we are going to see some sort of powerful thing happening politically and socially, and that we are going to have to respond to it. If you duck your head into the sand as a way to take care of yourself, if you just send thoughts and prayers with no action, then you are not living up to the highest potential of this transit, my friends. 
And I think that it's important at this time that we, of course, acknowledge that everyone has a different capacity. Everyone has a different role to play, but you have some capacity and you have a role to play, right? So you got to figure out what that is. And if you feel a great deal of anxiety, because Saturn, of course, this Mercury Saturn trends is happening, Saturn brings about depression and Neptune brings about anxiety. And so this can be a really kind of like overwhelming couple of days, especially on that 13th date, we're going to feel a lot. And so you want to make sure that your coping mechanism isn't to over-associate or disassociate, right? So over-associating is like reading the news all day, having a fight well past the moment where it's productive. And then disassociating is just sticking your head in the sand and just, you know, Kardashian, 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 like whatever, who cares? Focus on the things that actually matter, whether it's in your personal life or in the environment around you or the world around you. My friends, I speak with urgency because my sense of these transits is that they're going to bring up something that is going to spark something really real, something that we do need to lend our urgent care for. And again, that might be in your personal life and it might be in the world around you, whichever it is, warn against dogma. You do not need to be rigid. You do not need to have a perfectly packaged answer in order to be going in the right direction. Now, on the 14th, we have Mercury forming a sextile to Neptune. And I'm grateful that we have this transit happening so quickly after the other two because this increases empathy and compassion. This makes it easier to see nuance in situations, whereas that Mercury-Saturn, that transit, man, it is not about nuance. It is all about like hard facts and like heavily drawn lines. So Mercury sextile to Neptune gives us nuance and it gives us the potential for wading through the layers of whatever's been coming up. Now you have to use this energy in order for it to do a damn thing, but it's there for you if you choose to use it. This is also a time where you could just find yourself like playing hours and hours of games on your phone or like just checking out. If you need it, take it. But if you're going to eat the cake, enjoy the damn cake. Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're going to take a break, if you're going to give yourself a moment, a pause, if you're going to do something self-indulgent and self-fulfilling, enjoy it. Don't beat yourself up for it. Be present for it. If you're going to take the break, enjoy the break. Now on the 18th, we have a bunch of other transits happening. We have the sun square to Uranus. Venus trying to Mars and Mercury conjunction to Pluto. Venus trying to Mars. It is the weakest of these transits of the three transits and they're all happening at the same day. Venus trying to Mars is like a lovely social transit to happen, but it's not good, strong enough on its own unless it's really hitting your chart in a direct way. It's not strong enough on its own to do a whole lot. It makes socializing a little funner and easier. It makes shopping a little bit more effective, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Now, the Mercury conjunction to Pluto, now that shit is real. It brings up compulsive thoughts. Uh, Mercury and Pluto sitting on top of each other. And of course, this is all in heavy-handed Capricorn. What this transit does is it inclines you to want to compulsively obsess on something and to get to the bottom of something. This inclines you to focus on the scariest heaviest and most upsetting thing and not necessarily the most useful thing. So I ask you to ask yourself around the state, what am I trying to get out of this? What is it that my goal is? And what is it that my actions are actually going to achieve? Because if you're obsessing on your ex 
and you want to be free of them and be free of those thoughts and feelings, and all you're doing is cyber stalking them, then how are your actions compatible with your ambition? This is a powerful time for potential healing, for looking at deeply held beliefs or looking at fears and transforming your relationship to them. That's delicious, scary, upsetting, but delicious. That's the positive potential. The negative potential is quite self-destructive or destructive within your relationships. What you say cannot be taken back. What you write cannot be taken back. Don't be mean. This transit can incline you to want to be mean. I'm not going to lie. It can make you feel punishing or vengeful. But when you put the energy out there, it doesn't actually meet your needs. It just doesn't. If you are upset by trolls and then you allow it to turn you into a troll, who wins? So my advice to you around this date is to be really mindful about where you allow your obsessive, repetitive thoughts to go to be mindful of your tone, and to be mindful of what you need to say. You will get more value out of listening to people and letting them reveal to you who and what they are than you will out of acting out of turn and being mean. This is a terrible time to be on social media or engage with friends or frenemies in a way that actually just makes you feel bad about who and what you are. If you are feeling worn thin, then protect yourself. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to defend it. Just protect yourself. And again, the enemies that you make at this time are going to stick. So I, I wouldn't be poking any bears. And don't be a monster, especially if you think that other people are being monsters. It doesn't It doesn't entitle you to be monsters. At the same time, the sun will be squared to Uranus, which is upsetting. Uranus also governs anxiety, similar to Neptune, but very differently. Neptune is anxiety, like, I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. What's going to happen? I'm having a panic attack. Uranus is anxiety in that it governs your central nervous system. It's more like an attention deficit form of anxiety, right? It's I, I'm having a hard time staying focused. I am restless and upset and destructible, that kind of anxiety. And the sun square to Uranus paired with this Mercury-Pluto transit is going to make it really hard to sit with unpleasant feelings. It's going to make it really tempting to fly off the handle or jump to conclusions. Hence, my advice just moments before. So if you find yourself really just keyed up around the 18th, a couple days before and after, and certainly on that date, what you want to think about doing is getting really grounded, being rooted in your body, rooted in this moment, rooted in the location you're in. And if you can't do that, do it a little. (laughs) If you can't do it well, do it poorly, but try to do it. Because if you run with your thoughts, if you react impulsively and compulsively, you are unlikely to love what happens or how you feel. These are really intense times. You're not overreacting. You're not making it up. These are intense times. And I think in some ways people are always saying, oh, these are intense signs. But no, actually, really, these are some pretty intense times. Find ways of coping that help you to be more present and more whole. That's all you can do. Just just try. My friends, my loves, thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please do subscribe, share, put the stars, give me a review, all the things that people do with podcasts in the modern world. If you would like me to answer a question on the podcast on my website, there's a special Ghost of a Podcast page. You can send it to me there at ghostofapodcast at gmail.com. And I would be happy to try to answer your question. Also, while you're at it, download my iOS app, Tiny Spark. I love it. I think you'll love it. 
Uh, I don't have it for Android yet. One of these days, hopefully I will, but not yet. So if you have iOS, please do download it. And, uh, you know, do the things that I always ask you to do. Be kind, try, show up, do your best. Do your damn best. Nothing more. I love you. Bye. Every year they say the end is near. But we're still here. Yeah, we're still